Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina, and a happy Monday to you and the listeners. And to you, especially you. after Valentine's Day, many people <laughs> feeling loved and reinvigorated, I hope. Uh, but uh, last week continued to be extremely volatile on the global markets, uh, but at least we did manage to finish the week on a very strong note, Narina. Do you think that uh, the bounce that we've seen is a sustainable one? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see whether Valentine's Day red continues through into markets this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sakina, it was, we had a very strong finish on Friday, but overall for the week it was still negative. And this morning um, with Japanese GDP uh, release that was uh, in, in, in quite strong negative territory, um, I think certainly what is now sort of driving things this morning why the Asian markets are up is, is renewed expectation for, for additional central bank stimulus. Um, Japan already last uh, last month uh, reduced their interest rates to negative, and they join a long list of central banks who are now sitting on negative interest rates. The Swiss central bank also last week joined joined that particular group. So it seems as though there are two central banks that are somewhat out of sync with the rest of the world in terms of interest rate cycles, and that is the U.S. and South Africa. And already last week, Janet Yellen indicated that maybe the the rate of, of and the pace of increase of U.S. interest rates might be less than uh, previously anticipated. And I guess we can just hope that that somehow falters through into the South African um, interest rate cycle and, and that that will also be somewhat more subdued. But, you know, the renewed expectation for additional monetary stimulus and clearly interest rates are not enough to, 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 to do what is necessary in terms of the global economy, um, I think will certainly buoy markets to some extent, but the concerns really are that we are now talk, starting to talk about the, that the concerns for stagflation. Stagflation is really when you have inflation in the, um, um, accompanied with also slowing or stalling growth. Now, um, we're certainly seeing inflation in South Africa, but the rest of the world is really backing to get their inflation up. Um, and the biggest problem around that is that it, it, it points really to just a lack of growth. And then you, as you know, if we don't have growth, it's very difficult for, for markets really to perform under such conditions. So there's so lots of, of red flags, lots of warning lights still out there in terms of the global economy. And, and you're certainly not going to be an easy one to navigate this year. Certainly not. And then Chinese markets, Narina, they were closed for a whole week last week. And that was for the Chinese uh, New Year. Should we expect them to be in catch-up mode this week or will they lead the action once again? So, yes, uh, today the first trading day in the year of the monkey. And um, I'd, if, you, if you were to listen to some of the indications of what the year of the monkey points to, it certainly points to volatility. It points to lots of action and plenty of change. So, yes, if that is an indication of what we can expect from China this year, mm. it's going to be a lot more of the same of what we have had last year. So brace yourself. Um, the day certainly started off quite deep in the red in terms of catch-up mode, but they have since recovered to some extent. Um, and as you mentioned, that trade surplus being the largest on record really comes on the back of the imports that continue to disappoint. So it's no surprise for a commodity exporting country like South Africa, who's been very aware of the lack of, of imports from China, um, that that's really affected the countries that export to China. The, the other very important one for me this morning is, is looking at the level at which the Chinese Central Bank have set the, 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 the currency, the Chinese yuan, 
for its trading day today, and it's set it at the strongest level since the beginning of this year. And, and this, of course, they're doing in part to try and stimulate imports. You can also appreciate that if your domestic currency is strong, it means that there's more demand for imports because imports are a lot more affordable. But the impact of that stronger Chinese currency is that it actually results in weaker econ- weaker currencies um, relative to their major trading counterparts, in particular the U.S., but also Europe and and, um, the pound, for example. And I just want to sort of make people aware of the implications that that has for the RAND, and that that is that we might very well end up with a stronger RAND. We saw a lot of people rushing, wanting to take money offshore and out of the RAND um, after the major slump that we saw during 2015, but it shows us the vulnerability of a currency that can really go both ways um, and really just warns towards focusing just on the impact that South Africa and our domestic um, issues has on the RAND and, and appreciate that sometimes um, the RAND is more a reflection on what happens in these major other currencies in the world. And then, Narina, just uh, coming back home once again, uh, last week we had the State of the Nation address by President Zuma, and next week is, of course, the much-anticipated tabling of the budget in Parliament by Finance Minister Praveen Gordhan. Now, do you believe that government have done enough to avoid the potential downgrade of our sovereign credit rating? Sure. You know, the jury is still out on that one. Um, certainly government, and I, I guess especially Treasury, is throwing everything they have at the problem, but, but I'm afraid it might be too little too late. Um, what was very clear for me from the State of a Nation address last week was that President Zuma was briefed very specifically about the importance of focusing on the economy. We do know of the meeting that he had with business leaders and the strong um, um, urge from business community also for a, a focus on not just the, the economy but really practical aspects of what can be done to try and, and stem the tide here. Um, unfortunately, I think much of what was said last week lacked the specifics on the implementation, and, and that's really what the ratings agencies will need to see. It will also be a question of do they then believe that government um, has the ability to implement and deliver on such initiatives. <clears throat> so we know, you know, the focus is really going to be on the budget deficit and where it's going. So they will have to talk about increases in revenue. So we know tax will have to increase. But what tax and where and what impact will that have on the economy? We know that they have to cut expenditure, but, you know, cutting back on expensive dinners and events and overseas trips and so on are not quite going to do the trick. So um, definitely the focus next week in, in terms of the budget speech will be on the practicalities, the implementation, and we'll have to wait and see whether that is enough to really stem what at this stage seems to be a fairly inevitable road towards a a sovereign credit um, rating downgrade for South Africa. Narina, thank you so much. We're going to leave it there for this morning. Strategist at ETFSA, Narina Fisser.